Welcome online. It's great that you're here today. We've got a good day happening. I love it when we do uh, talk about relationships. And today we're going to be talking about uh, some relationships. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor John. Oh, thank you, band. Weren't they amazing? Like, give them a hand. A couple of weeks ago, and I think it might have been in a night service, but Pastor John uh, saw a picture for someone, and it was uh, a, about a board game, Snakes and Ladders. Does anyone remember that? Snakes and Ladders. Now, he was talking about it in the context of friends. That if you've ever played, who's played Snakes and Ladders? Oh, I'm glad to see that. Do they still make Snakes and Ladders now? Yeah, that was like one of my, yeah. That, well, well, and so you know that if you get on a snake, you go down. I used to hate the big snake. And there was always near the end, there's this massive big snake that takes you right down to the second line or whatever. But then the ladders, you get on a ladder and then you go up. Well, the whole thing, that's been on my mind, especially talking about this because today we're talking about life-giving friendships. And this is what happens. Some friends, I'm not calling them a snake, but some friends, (laughs) when you land on them, they can take you down. And other friends, when you land on them, they can take you up. Now, just a little bit earlier, Pastor Josh was talking to me. And I've got to say, he was taking me down because he started talking about, I mean, if you know me, you know I'm an all-black fan. And he told me that they got thrashed last night. How terrible is that? I've got to come up here. That's taking me down, right? That's, that's what I'm trying to say, like, taking me down. But then I get into worship, and I'm worshiping God. I'm on a ladder. I'm heading up. <laughs> but, but there are friendships that can take you down and friendships that can lead you up. I've got to say, I've been both a snake and a ladder myself. I've been a friend sometimes throughout my life where I've taken people down. I've also been a friend uh, at times where I've taken people up. So we're talking about life-giving relationships. So I I just want you to close your eyes. We're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're here. Oh, I thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the privilege of sharing your word, Father. And Lord, I pray that it will bring life, Father. I pray that it will bring love, Lord. And I pray, Father, it will bring hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So in Proverbs 18, 24, it says, A man that has friends must himself be friendly. (laughs) And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. The best way to have friends is to be one. Now, it took me a long time to, uh, to think about like, but I've had a lot of practice at being friends. I went to three different schools in three different places in New Zealand. I, I went to primary school in Kawaro, moved to Wellington, went to intermediate, which is like junior high, went uh, in Wellington, and then I moved to New Plymouth to do high school. Each one of those times, I didn't know a soul. I didn't have any family there that went to the same school. And you might have been in the same situation at some time where you've been to a school. How awkward is it? You walk in, you got your new books and your buck teeth and you're like you're walking and, 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 and your new shoes and you feel awkward. 
You don't know anyone. And then they take you into a room and they appoint someone to show you around who hates it because now they don't get to talk to their friends. But that's what can happen. Like there are times in our lives where you actually have to go out of your way to make friends. And then I moved from New Zealand to Australia. I had family here, but I had no friends, again. But there are different things that I did at that time that have really helped me to, uh, to make friends, because friendship is powerful. And God has put into our heart the desire to know and to be known, to love and to be loved. And that's, I'm gonna put up our monthly verse slide, if we could have that, please. Our monthly verse. Oh, look at that. You guys are so onto it. Thank you. Or up there, wherever you are. Good on you. So John 13, 34, it says, a, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. We must love one another. And that's what being a good friend is. Now, we think uh, we, we are who we choose to be. Well, that's not quite true because we're shaped by community. So when we're younger, we're shaped by our family. And then after that, we're shaped by our friends. You may never have thought about that before. I remember the first time I heard that, I thought, that doesn't make sense. But then I thought about it, it actually does. Shaped by our family at an early age, shaped by our friends after that. So our friends actually determine the quality and direction of our lives. Who we hang with, we become. In Proverbs 12, 26, it says, choose your friends carefully. And there's lots of different types of friends. Not everyone's your bestie, right? Not everyone's a lifelong friend. But there are different types of friends. There's work friends, social friends, sports friends, close, and then you have close friends. People are in our lives at different times, uh, for different reasons sometimes, for different seasons sometimes. Sometimes God places a person in our lives. And sometimes they're, they're there for life, friends are for life. Uh, but not everybody is. Do you know that? I'm sure you do. I'm sure you've had lots of friends already throughout your life and not all of them are your friends now. My friends have changed a lot throughout my life because that's what happens. Sometimes they're friends for a reason. And when I did Taekwondo and I was grading for my black belt, I had uh, a partner in that, like she was my partner. I trained with her. We did everything together because we had to do self-defense routines. We had to do combat, all sorts of things as part of our grading. So we trained together for a year and we were really close during that time. We were good friends. We, we trained, we, we would meet together three to four times a week to train. And you think, wow, isn't that great? They see each other all the time. They're such great friends. And then we got our black belts and after that, we weren't friends anymore. It's not that we weren't friends anymore. It's just that because we weren't in association anymore at the time, well, that was it. We were friends for a reason, and that reason was to get our black belts. So it's not that anything bad happened between us afterwards, but friends for a reason. I'm sure you've had friends for a reason. Sometimes we have friends for a season. Seasons change in our life. When we're a when we're at school, we hang out with our schoolmates and then we hang out with our workmates. But as your life changes, uh, as you get married, you hang out with married people, you get kids, you hang out with pe people who have kids. It's just life. There are seasons in our life. Seasonal friends uh, can also be a reflection of personal growth. So allow 
you know, allow your friends, allow friendships to go through different seasons. They, you don't always have to be friends all the time. Like my workmates that I used to work with before I started coming to church, they were really good friends. But once I left work, we weren't friends anymore. We just didn't see each other anymore. Nothing happened. It, this is just seasonal, seasonal friends for life. Sometimes you'll have friends uh, that are for life. And, and they believe in you. They believe in you fiercely. They're cheering you on with love, with enthusiasm, no matter what is happening in your life. Not everyone is going to be that type of friend, though. My friend that I've had for uh, 30 years, I know that because my oldest son is 30 years old, and I met her when we were both pregnant at the time. So just before they were born, we've got children the same age. Uh, 30 years we've been friends. So we're around the same age with the same culture, like she's a Māori as well from New Zealand. Go the All Blacks, please. <laughs> like, like, like we, and we were both in a haka boogie group. Like if you've seen the haka, you've seen the All Blacks do the haka. Well, we were in a group, we, we, like there's other things, you know, you have poise and you do, 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 it's pretty awesome. But we were in a group together. We used to perform at South Bank in Brisbane. So we were in a group together, uh, lots of things. We even worked together at one stage there. We used to drive forklifts together at Australia Post for, for a period there. So like, we, we've been friends for a long, long time. We both were married. We both got divorced. Like We've had a lot of things together. We, we've both had issues with our kids at times, illnesses, sicknesses, all those things. But she's my friend for life. It doesn't matter. And we've even had seasons where we haven't even really been in contact. I think one time it was a couple of years. And then we got back in contact and it was like nothing had changed because that's what a friend like that is like. I've got another friend like that who lives in New Zealand. We went to school together. I went to high school together. The first week we had a fight. And uh, yeah, that wasn't great. I mean, a punch-up fight. That was like, I would have been 12 yeah, 12 or 13, just turning 13. So we just had a, a massive fight, actually. The teachers had to pull me off her. But anyway, uh, there was a, I didn't start it. That's all I'm saying. I might not start it, but I oh, will finish it. Nah. <laughs> but, but, that, but that's what happened. Well, I didn't want to go to school after that because I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get my head beaten in big time because she's got friends. This is that the new school I'm going to. I've been there a week. And I'm thinking, she knows everybody in the school. I know no one. Everyone's going to hate me. They, I go there. She acts like nothing even happened. I'm like, yeah, off the hook. <laughs> but we became like best friends. And we're still great friends. We don't see each other that much. We don't contact each other that much. Whenever I go back to Waitara in New Zealand, that's where she lives, I'll go and visit her. And, and we're like friends. We're friends. So we, we contact each other every now and again, but that's, that's the kind of relationship we have. But I know that if I rang her and I was in trouble and I needed her, she would come. It's that kind of friendship. There's different kind of lifelong friends. So how do we develop life-giving friendships? The first thing is we show up. When things are going on, whether they're good or whether they're bad, we show up. We need to make an effort to make friends. We keep 
if we're trying to call someone, we keep trying to call them, even if we've got nothing to say. We contact people. We invite people over for lunch. We get to know them. When we're in trouble, like I was talking about before, if you're in trouble, they're the kind of friend we show up is uh, when somebody calls you at 2 a.m. in the morning and they tell you that they need you. you. You're not like, oh, so what's up? And then trying to work out whether you're going to go. You're actually up, getting your gear on, saying, where are you? you? You're not mucking around. You're like, I'm there. I'm coming. This happened not that long ago when a friend of mine had come over for dinner and we watched a movie together. And then she went home. Uh, she lives over Coolum Way. She gets locked out because she's sharing with someone. She gets locked out. She can't get in the house at all. And she's, this, I mean, it was late. It was really late. And, I, and she rings me. I mean, fortunately, I actually heard the phone. I was asleep. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? What's that? Like, I'm freaking out. So I'm jumping out of bed. I'm like, what's going on? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> and she goes, no, no, no. I've got locked out. I'm good. But I've got nowhere to sleep. I'm like, come back. Come back. So she came back and slept at my place. That's the kind of friend when you know you can call somebody doesn't matter what time it is. That's a friend. We need to show up for our friends. We need to show up for them. Uh, in Proverbs 17, 17, it says, a friend loves at all time, and a brother is born for adversity. A friend loves at all time. That doesn't mean that once you are friends, you see them all the time. Like, no, that doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you're living out of each other's pockets. It means that in all kinds of time, that you are there in good times, in bad times, in suffering times, whatever the time is, in ordinary time, in routine times, that you are there. Because a true friend walks in when everybody else walks out. A true friend doesn't rub it in when you make a mistake. They rub it out. That was Joel Olstein. He, he said that. And that's so good. It's so Because that's what friends, they want to look after you. They want to protect you. They want to see you go higher on that ladder. That's what a ladder friend is, a life-giving friend. When I first came along to church, I didn't have any Christian friends. Do you know how awkward that is? You might know if you haven't been a Christian for that long. You might be sitting there even now thinking, awkward. I don't know anyone. And as soon as this is over, I'm taking off out the doors. I'm going to send people out there to guard you now at the door. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But that's what I used to do. That's how I know that. As soon as church was over, because I didn't have any friends and I felt weird. All these weird people and like, they're not weird. All these people and I just feel, I feel weird because I'm awkward. So as soon as it was over, boom, out the door. I was gone. But what happened? I did that for a year. It doesn't help. Did I make any friends? No, I didn't. Don't do that. That's why we have things like the welcome party. You might have heard that. The welcome party, we have that once a month, and it's the first Sunday of the month where you get to meet other people who are new. So you don't have to feel awkward by yourself. You can have other people to feel awkward with. No, no, but we're also going to meet people that have been around for a long time, and we want you to get connected. One of the biggest things we want in our church is for you to get connected. So please, if you've never been to the welcome party and you've been doing the runner, next welcome party will be, when's that Katrina? Oh, the first Sunday, the first Sunday in December. 
Work it out. And it'll be straight, it'll be straight after, be straight after the AM service. So please, I'm personally inviting you to that. I'm gonna be there. You can come and tell me, like, hey, I was a runner, but now I'm at the welcome party. But yeah, we, we try to make it easier for you to meet people. Uh, so we celebrate the good times and we share the not so good times. In Romans 12:15, it says, Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. There are always times in our life where we want to celebrate things, birthdays and weddings and 21st and graduations. Be there for your friends. Celebrate them. New house, whatever it is. They've just got a house like, yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. All those things. We want to celebrate our friends. Take the opportunity to celebrate. And there are times when uh, we need to weep when they weep, when there are sicknesses and things aren't that great. My friend that I'm talking about uh, a few years ago found out she had a brain tumour and she had one operation and we nearly lost her. And fortunately, uh, we, she had another operation was able to take all the brain tumour out. Now, it was a long, slow recovery and there were times where she couldn't even speak and she lives in Brisbane, so I would be visiting her in hospital, and I'd be there for five hours, and we might say two sentences. But it didn't matter, because I'm there. Do we have to talk? No, we don't. You know, I might talk to her, put some music on or whatever, but I'm not expecting her to talk. She had trouble talking. Even as uh, she got better, a phone call just didn't work. One minute was too long for her to speak. So I learned to text her because it gave her time to read it and it gave her time to respond. And sometimes you'd just respond with a love heart and that didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not. We need to be there and go lean over the extra mile when our friends need us. We don't expect it reciprocal at that time because they just can't do it. All right, so there, there are times... She lost her license. She wasn't able to drive for over a year. And we used to meet uh, every month. Once a month, we meet at North Lakes. Bruce, Bruce is from North Lakes. Met him today. Uh, like we meet at North Lakes Westfield there, and we go to the food court because that's where you go when you're at a shopping centre. Not interested in shopping really. So we go there. We go to the food court, and we are there for five or six hours, and we just eat and talk. It's amazing. I love it. We're actually meeting next week, next Wednesday. But that, but that's what you do. You're there. So we couldn't do that when she lost her license. So I thought, oh wow. Looks like I won't see you then. No, no way. So I used to go to Brisbane to her place. There's no way I was gonna stop from seeing her every month. So I'd go there, pick her up, we'd go to the movies or whatever, we'd eat and then I'd come home. That's just show up, show up for your friends. Just love it, you know, and it's amazing. I mean, there's been times in my life where she showed up like that. Oh man, I'm getting all emotional now. There have been times where she's showed up for me. And, and, and probably, it would probably be the first time the greatest loss in my family, which was my grandfather, when she, um, I was struggling big time. For three weeks, I was just in a real funk. I, I, I just didn't feel like doing anything. I, it affected me so badly. I just didn't care, didn't care about anything. And she came over and uh, we made poise together. I talked about the things Māoris do, you know, you 
anyway, we made, she came over, we made poise together, she loved on me, and it broke that thing. This is what friends do. So she showed up for me many times in my life. And we want to be there for each other. That's a ladder friend, and that's a life-giving friend. So we show up, number one. Second thing is we build trust. We build trust by being reliable, by keeping our word. If you want a trustworthy friend, like we need to be trustworthy. Being loyal, show up when uh, you need to, when they need to move, or when they're sick, or when they're in a time of need. We show up. In 1 Corinthians 13, 7, it says, If you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. That's what a friend is. That's what a ladder friend is. We keep confidences. When someone shares something with us, we keep it confident, confidential, no matter what it is. When people are vulnerable with us and we're vulnerable with others, we, friends are who we can share our worst fears with. You can share your doubts with. And you know that your secret is safe with them. And we build it on honesty. Friendships are deepened with honesty. We don't, if we're going through stuff, we're honest about it and we tell them. They can't pray for us if we're having trouble with, with things, if we don't tell someone. We don't have to keep that to ourselves. We can share that with friends. They can't pray for us if our kid is, is going through something. Or they can't celebrate with us of, if, if someone who's been addicted for years has actually now broken through. So we need to be honest and upfront with our friends. In Proverbs 13, uh, 11, 3, sorry, Proverbs 11, 3, it says, A gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. We keep things confidential because that's who we are. We're awesome ladder friends, aren't we? So we show up, we build trust. And the third thing is we bring out the best in each other. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. We help people to become who they cannot be without you. They need you. Your friends need you. And we need our friends. Nobody can be all they are meant to be by themselves. I hope you realize that. You cannot be who you're meant to be. People hold parts of your destiny. They challenge you lovingly. The people in, that they believe in your potential, this means that they give you feedback sometimes, but they give it lovingly. Like, yeah, you're just being a dropkick, stop it. That kind of thing. I've, I mean, I've, I've had a few of those <laughs> from my friend, like, what, what do you mean? But, but see, I can take that from a friend. And I can also give it because we love each other. We want the best for each other. We're not, try, we're not having a go at each other. We want the best for each other. So in Proverbs 24, 26, it says, an honest answer is a sign of true friendship. In Proverbs 27, 6, it says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. So it's better to have that wound from a friend than to have people talking behind your back that are saying the same thing. 
Like that, that's why it's great to have friends. They can tell you when you've got lettuce in your teeth or when you've got toilet paper on the back of your shoe and you're walking around or that sort of thing or whatever it is or, or you've got beetroot up your nose, whatever. I don't know. But they can tell you. Your friends can do that. See, that's a true friend. Someone told me the other day that I had something on my teeth and I think, thank you very much. You don't want to be... Because other people you think like... Other people had already seen it, and you know who you are. But yeah, no, no, I'm joking. But they didn't say anything. I'm like, what? Do you see? Friends are there for each other. I'm a better person because of my friend. She's lifted me up in different times. She's, uh, oh, one key thing that she has taught me. Like, we both love uh, Cadbury's roast almond chocolate. And she has taught me, when you go to Woolies or Coles or wherever you buy your roast almond chocolate, you pick up the block and you run your hand over the back of it because that's how you can tell how many almonds are in that block. And so, and then you keep going. Oh, nah, not enough. Oh, right. And that, that's how, look, I'm giving out all my secrets now. That's how you find the best block of roast almond chocolate. I mean, that's one thing she's taught me. But one of the biggest things that she has taught me is how to ask for help. I wasn't very good at that. I, I wasn't good at it at all, actually. I would never uh, ask people for help because I always felt like I was putting them out, that uh, I didn't want to be a nuisance. And I, I don't know why. I was, I, I was brought up, I guess, like that, but I, I, there's no actual excuse for it. I just didn't like it. I hated to ask for help. Now, my friend... Well, she'll ask for everything. She asked for the world. <laughs> we would go sometimes and I'd, I, she would ask someone for something. And I think, oh, that's so cheeky. Wasn't her problem though, it was mine. Because they would respond like, yeah, you can have that. And then I think like, wow, how does she do that? She's so cheeky. No, she just knows how to ask for help. So she taught me that. And then she'll go, why don't you ask someone? I'm thinking, oh, no, no. She goes, go on, you can do it. You can do it. So she used to push me like, ask for someone, ask someone. Ask someone, do you want me to ask for you? I'm like, no, 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 I can do it. So she taught me how to ask for help. It's okay to ask people for help. There are great things. I am a better person, as I said, because of her. And that's what friends do. Latter friends, they bring you up. And there are also spiritual friendships that God will place someone in your life. And that usually has to do with your destiny. That's usually got to do with your purpose. I've had many God sent friends in my life. And, and, and they have been, uh, there is that sense of destiny. There's that sense that they're there for a purpose, usually yours and theirs. So look out, keep a lookout for those friends. You might even have some already, but God will place who you need at the right time in your life. So, you know, while we get to choose, uh, we don't get to choose what we go through. We do get to choose who we go through it with. And that's why friends are important. So there are those three things that we do that help us to have life-giving relationships. And they are, number one, show up. Number two, build trust. And number three, bring the best out of each other. Hey, I want you to just close your eyes because I had a picture uh, this morning of a roller coaster. And I feel that uh, although roller coasters can be like, woo, and fun, put your hands in the air, fun. They only, they, they go up and down. They go up and down and they actually don't go anywhere. They just go round and round. And I feel that there are people 
here today and you feel like you've been on a little bit of a roller coaster. You feel that, uh, yeah, it, it was fun to start with, but now I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. I feel like a little bit down. So, you know, while your eyes are closed, if that's you, if, if that resonates with you, I just want you to raise your hand because I want to pray for you. Awesome. It's quite a few hands raised. That's awesome. I just want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you see each hand raised, Father. And I thank you that you know their next step. I thank you, Father, that that roller coaster right now comes to a stop in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that you give them the courage to take their next step, to move them off that thing that went around and around and around. I thank you, Lord, that you will bring the right people at the right time, right now, in Jesus' name, to get them off that roller coaster and set them on a path. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.